0: Good morning, welcome to Wake Up Carolina. Friday, morning, July the 1st, 8436610937 is the number. Will this be the time to say a special edition of Wake Up Carolina on July the 4th? I think so. So we're officially halfway through 2022. What a job our president's doing. That's the only political commentary. No, I'm not, that's not the truth. The majority of the show will be political. But will it will be about July the 4th and the mm-hmm. Declaration of Independence and um independence day and what this day means and why we uh while we celebrate this day and so who are who are some of the central personalities when it comes to this day um good morning rev good morning are you care to talk braves baseball not really okay your braves stunk it up That's called a get out of town loss I mean, mike's, just mike's call, gotta be happy well, let me, mike is happy um 14-4 if i'm not mistaken Something like that that's a wrong i stopped counting that's one of those um beat downs like we saw <laughs> the runoff in the superintendent of education's race um i've enjoyed the last couple of days trying to compile enough um, questions and uh content for the show this morning uh for those that that's different uh,
1: than prepping for just the the
0: regular it's very different content but it's extremely but it's different it, it's fun it's, it's a, a little bit uh, mood breaking uh we're out of here next week i mean obviously uh, independence day is monday uh will be recorded Tuesday, Wednesday, well, actually, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, uh, three hours in the morning. Glenn Beck will come on at uh, 9 o'clock, so instead of four hours of nonsense, you've only got three hours of nonsense, and then three hours of a man crying, and then three hours of i uh, – I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've come to respect. Um, I've noticed that. I really have. I mean, Beck's a little more uh, – uh, He used to be a bit critical of his style. Well, I mean, I'm still critical because and- I think he, he plays into the – too much – uh, Doctor Gorka here. Uh, my pillow. I saw the My Pillow guy on the James Baker show. But I mean, there's got to be some uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, you can make a living. I, I, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. good. <laughs> he grabbed. Doctor Gorka here. My <laughs> knife will never be the same. Uh, just imagine if you took Relief Factor and slept on a My Pillow. I mean, you'd feel like 25 for life. I mean, you just feel magnificent.
1: So you, so you said you saw. The my pillow guy on
0: the Jim Baker show. Well, the Jim, Jim Baker, Baker show. The 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 the, the disgraced televangelist. Oh, I didn't know the, he was. Well, he's still a televangelist. Like he's really? once a televangelist, always a televangelist. I guess there's a few more people he's got to um, swindle out of their money before he calls it quits. But yeah, I saw the uh, the my pillow guy. And you're right, we're all trying to make a living, but there's got to be some degree of uh, I don't know. Just there's got to be a line of the sand somewhere that people. I mean, but lines are in different places. Right for different people. Uh it's interesting. I went back and read uh I don't know two or three days worth of commentary on the uh you know July fourth, the second continental congress. Um the I mean I don't want to say too much because I'll give some of the questions away, but um the Pennsylvania Evening Post was the first newspaper because I was talking about the media. Um there was a printer named John Dunlap and Dunlap was commissioned uh, to produce copies of the Declaration's manuscript. Uh, one of his copies appeared in the Pennsylvania Evening Post, July 6, 1776. Uh, that was the first time the public saw the Declaration of Independence. Um, there are, we believe, 26 copies still in existence, 26 original copies of the 100 that Dunlap was commissioned um it's just kind of it. Norman Lear paid $8.1 million in 2000 for one of the original copies of the Declaration of Independence. Now, the original of the original, we believe, is the National Archives. Uh, what was the movie that um, uh, Nicholas Cage was in? Oh, uh, American, American Treasure. Treasure. National Treasure, uh, something like that. Yeah. But it was kind of centered around uh, the Declaration of Independence, the treasures that lie within uh, America. Uh, we're not going to try to recreate American history. What I'm going to try to do is have fun. And I think American history can be fun. Um, This is not a deep, serious, um, you know, consequential debate on what America is or is not, where the country was founded or how the country was founded or not. Um, There are a myriad of uh, videos out there on YouTube in particular um, about the Jeffersonian-Hamiltonian argument, uh, who signed, who didn't sign, why did this person uh, renounce, why did this person, uh, just a lot of personality. It's really indicative of how, um complex our founders were. Uh because very few people dig in hard enough. I mean, we know everything. We know Freddie Freeman agent didn't tell him or he says he did. I mean we know all we know who won American Idol in twenty twenty two twenty twenty one, but you know, we don't know as much about our nation's founding as we should. Um, And and we've kind of allowed the debate to not take place. I mean, you know, um, conservatives believe everything the conservative storyline is. Liberals don't believe anything about how many Christians were founders, how many founders were Christians. Uh, You know, it's always these sorts of debate. I saw a story. The third Continental Congress was worried about a takeover by left America. You know, so so it's always, (laughs) and it wasn't really the third Continental Congress. It was the gathering, you know, after the signing of the Declaration of Independence of the Constitution, um, the, the self-governance has always been complicated. It's always been um, geared toward uh, diversity and uh, compromising opinions and all these things we talk about today, I would imagine they discussed back in the day. So here's what we're going and, to and do. I
1: always think it's a good time to to watch if you have an opportunity the the John Adams min- miniseries. That mm-hmm. is just such so well done. I mean, obviously it's it's Hollywood in a way, but the the actors and the way they did it, I it was just always loved that.
0: I think if you're in school and you're in an American history class, I think you should get extra credit. I would even argue maybe uh, mandatory viewing of the miniseries John Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a it is a story about Adams because the producer. I mean, I read this the HBO. Uh, The guy went to HBO, and he said, you know who's probably the most overlooked uh, early American president? John Adams. George Washington was the first American president. He was the general. Thomas Jefferson. uh, There's kind of a line um, that—now there's a line that uh, Adams was the orator for early America. Jefferson was the writer for early America. Jefferson didn't have a great skill for giving speeches. Adams did. I mean, Adams— and, you know, uh, in the, uh, in the, there, there was a trial, God, why can I think of this, uh, when he represented some of the British, uh, military and, uh, nobody, everybody, everybody deserves due process, you know, uh, equal protection under the law, even if you are, um, so there was uh, a lot of, what's well, it the Boston massacre? Uh, there was something in that. Yeah. They, I, I, I. I mean, I should know this, and I do know it. It's a, uh, my mind is wandering a million miles an hour. What I want to do is set the ground rules and, and the game rules for today. Because um, time will fly by as we progress through this arrangement we've got. Uh, Freehold, Rev, and I have collectively come up with a c- kind of a, uh, a model that we think is going to be um, kind of fun. It'll be very atypical from what we normally do here on Wake Up Carolina. But we're going to... We're going to play some songs that are American-centered. It's not specifically about July 4th, uh, and they aren't really patriotic. I mean, when I look at the list of songs, they, they aren't all patriotic. Um, they're all in some way, shape, or form connected to, quote, unquote, America. Um, so here's the task that lies ahead. You are to identify the song. And we're playing the song, and it's not I can name that song in three notes. I mean, we want to play some of these songs uh, because they're good songs, and, and maybe and, even the whole. Yeah, maybe song. even the whole yeah. song, uh, especially one or two that. <laughs> uh, hush! Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that alone. Yeah. I'll let the suspense build oh, yeah. as we it progress. Passed. Yeah, there, there may be, be one to or two. Guess you we, mean there? Won't we free whole. Uh Anyway. I, <laughs> wonder what I was talking about? Yeah, uh, I wonder. But anyway, th- there are um, there are a number of songs that we've listed here that are america themed america centered have have a mention of america in some way shape or form and they're good songs uh we didn't want to play bad songs just because they had america mentioned um i, I looking through the uh, youtube video library i have um america there was a band named america um man there's decent songs in there but Mm. I don't think we chose any of that. What do you mean? Mm? I was never a big fan of America. I know, because you're too busy cheering for the um, safety dance. Um, <laughs> now, I am a fan of men without hats, that's Yeah, sure. of course you are. Um, but anyway, we're going to play a song, and then we're asking a question. So if we play half the song, a third of the song, three-quarters of the song, or all of the song, immediately following the song will be a question. Now, the question will be as, as, as centered around early America as I can. I mean, it's, uh, we don't know how many we're doing. I think we've got 15 or 16 here, uh, but but we may not get to all of these. So um, at the end of the day, excuse me, at the end of the morning, at the end of the show, let me get this straight. At the end of the show, we're going to give away six grand prizes, somewhere around 930, maybe 940. um, We've got six gift cards, $50 gift cards from local restaurants that serve Pepsi product. This is still a tie-in to the Takes Mondays to Make Fridays. So for every qualifier, we've got a T-shirt and a six-pack of Pepsi product. For every qualifier, you go into a grand prize drawing where at the end of the show, we'll draw six names. The six of you get to keep your Pepsi and your T-shirt, and you also get a $50 gift card from some of these local restaurants. And I'll ask you to um, reveal who the restaurants are, because they are today, whether they want to be or not, they're kind of sponsors. Of this feeble attempt at Radio Breeds. That's right. Through their association with Pepsi-Cola,
1: who is is our sponsor, who provided the prizes for us today. And it's, like you you said, it's part of the Enhanced Takes Mondays to Make Fridays contest here going into the Independence Day holiday weekend. Julia Bell's and Holt Brothers Barbecue, Starfire Grill, Stefano's,
0: Redbone Alley, and Roger's Barbecue. Some good grub. Yeah. So between Pepsi of Florence and these uh, wonderful local restaurants, uh, we're going to offer up uh, a chance to go get $50. You know, normally that's a big meal. Now that's a, an appetizer and a drink. I mean, it's, it's you know, but it's still 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's, that's, that's well worth hanging around. I mean, we're not worth hanging around for four hours, but a chance to win some cool uh, prizes is. So that's the that's kind of the ground rules. Um, we don't know exactly how many qualifiers because we don't want to tie ourselves. Uh, the flow of the show, we've got Honor a Vet coming up at around 740-ish. Um, it's already 620-ish. So we're going to get to as many of these songs and questions as we possibly can. I would imagine somewhere between 13, 15-ish, uh, thereabouts. So you got a pretty good chance to win a grand prize. I mean, yeah. if we don't get to the 12, it's a 50% chance. If we get to, you know, 15 or 16, it's a less than 50, uh, obviously 50%. If we get to 18, it's a 1 in 3 chance. But somewhere in that, um, I mean, we've kind of sort of timed this out uh, in our heads, but obviously... Everybody has a plan until they get hit in the mouth, and we don't know (laughs) what happens when we get hit in the mouth. So that's the ground rules. Uh, We'll probably start. We'll we'll maybe do a song or two before 7 o'clock. The 7 o'clock hour, we'll do a song and question until we have to break for honor event, Um, and then we'll come back at 8. The balance of the 8 o'clock hour will be songs and questions and you giving answers, and then at 9 o'clock, depending on how much time we have, we'll continue down that road. But toward the end of the show, I would imagine some of our salespeople will be here by then, and we'll let them uh, maybe come in and draw the six names out of a hat of however many there are. I'm guessing, and guessing doesn't have a G on the end. It's got one at the beginning, but not at the end. <laughs> I'm guessing somewhere around thirteen-ish, maybe fourteen. Probably we do so. real well. We'll get to fifteen. Uh, so you got a good chance if you're a qualifier to win uh, a grand prize. And I want to thank Pepsi of Florence. I want to thank these local restaurants. I want to thank our sales staff, Sherry Miller, in particular, for putting up with this about once or twice, uh, once every other year. We don't normally do it every year, but about once every other. And I don't know. It's just it's, it's kind of a gut instinct I have that I believe people are um, kind of kind of wanting to get away for a day or two or three from the grind and drumbeat of um of you know <laughs> the bad liberals or the good conservatives. <laughs> so we're going to kind of break free of that today, and then we'll be out of here. Uh, all next week, trying to rejuvenate ourselves to do a better job at the second half of 2022 than we did the first half of 2022. Do we have a call? Uh, we do have okay. a call on the line. This is
1: Roland in Florence. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. <laughs> um,
2: I, I, the reason I called, this is the first time I've ever called a radio show, um, but uh, I was listening to your um, conversation a couple of days ago about the uh, Mount Rushmore. Of, of uh, rock, and uh, I am calling to make the case that Bruce Springsteen should be on that mountain, should be the Teddy Roosevelt figure on that mountain.
0: And I and I'll invite you to be a co-host. Oh. I mean, you're oh. more than welcome yeah. to just drive down right now <laughs> and sit down with us for the next three and a half hours. What and, in the world? And 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 explain to people, <laughs> make your case yeah, if yeah, you don't mind. Let's I mean, hear
2: it. All right, so it's my opinion that, uh, and I've been listening to Bruce since The Wild, The Innocent, and The East Street Shuffle. That was the first of his albums Mm -hmm. in uh, 1974 or so that I ever heard. But anyway, I would make the case that if he had never written but one song, he should be in the American Rock Hall of Fame. And that song is Born to Run. I don't even think it's his best song, but it is his best American song. It encompasses the spirit that is America, the, the can do, the we can break away from any circumstances and succeed. Um, and that, uh, to me, is the spirit of America. I think that's how he harnessed uh, his shtick, if you will. I mean, that's, that's been his career and through, through the rest of his work. Um, You know, that's uh, to me, that's been carried through and you can disagree with his politics. I I disagree with just about all of his politics, except (laughs) that he understands what it is to be an American and that is to be free. He understands that the most important uh, I think his work uh, shows that he understands that what's important about America is indivi- our individual liberties and rights and the, the, uh, the ability to start from nowhere and, and go somewhere. And um, that, that's my case. Roland, that's, <laughs> so, a, that's a good case. I, you
0: know, you're talking about his liberal politics. I've argued, I mean, Bruce was obviously a Hall of Famer, no question about that. And he was headed to iconic status. But when Obama got elected, it introduced Springsteen's music to a generation of people who I don't know that they liked his music at the time, but they liked his political affiliations. You know, he and Obama have this podcast, and he Obama did he played at the inaugurations of, of Barack Obama, and it kind of puts me in a quandary because I'm such a conservative, almost libertarian sort of guy, and here Bruce is hanging around with a guy that considers me kind of the mortal enemy, and it, and it put me in a difficult place, but, but I really, I just landed where you did. I think Bruce's lyrics and, and the way he writes his music, the expressive way... Um, he writes, I, I just think that they, they speak of liberties and freedoms and, you know, uh, the world is out there to be challenged and America is best equipped to challenge that world. So, um, yeah, I do. I second the nomination or second the motion that Springsteen is our fourth, uh, Mount Rushmore <laughs> candidate. Thank you. Uh, Roland appreciate can, the call. Can I veto? Uh, I mean, uh, no, I mean, you could, uh, <laughs> but we got a guy from Freehold, New Jersey <laughs> yeah. that's going to break the tie.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's true.
0: Yeah. And he, if, if he, if he's a homer um Clemson had a football player from Freehold and they interviewed him in one of the I don't know back in the day you had Spurs and Feathers yeah these little mailers and and quarterly uh you know I think they had one of orange and white Gamecocks had one uh, Gamecock I don't remember what it was called but anyway they gave it's before the internet when you got these little quarter and that was a big deal anyway Clemson had a player And I had buddies who were Clemson fans, so they get this little magazine. It's not even a magazine. It's like a little pamphlet, a little newsletter that comes in. um, And uh, they were interviewing a player from Freehold, New Jersey. Uh, I remember this well. And uh, the the player, they were asking about hometowns. He said, I'll never be the biggest deal from my hometown. (laughs) He said, I don't care how many Super Bowls I win. (laughs) I'll never be the biggest deal from my hometown. I don't know if I've ever actually had the heart to tell you. No. I'm not from Freehold. My dad, my dad is. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, there's uh, a tie. So I'm the next town over. When I played sports. What do you uh, mean the next town over? It's called Howell. Okay. Okay. My dad. How far South. is that from Freehold? Less than a couple miles. Okay. You st- y- your nickname's still there? <laughs> I mean, it's still it's still yeah. in honor close of enough. your dad. It's close enough. <laughs> there you go. So so uh your hometown is how far from Freehold? Uh, it borders. It. It's like Darlington and. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. He's from Freehold. (laughs) He doesn't doesn't know it, but
1: he's really from uh, from Freehold. And by the way, you know, I've always said, even though I'm not a Springsteen fan, I've always said "Born to Run." I think is one of the top, probably in the top five rock anthems in the history of rock and roll so I will give him that but I would not anywhere close even let him stand at the base of Mount Rushmore you rock know and
0: roll. I, I kind of um I mean <laughs> maybe rolling, the base. Rolling, rolling maybe a little I mean I've listened to all the earlier you know before I became a big Springsteen fan I went back and listened to you know so some of the albums uh that predate my becoming a fan but I went to a concert in 19 I think it might have been 84 at the old Carolina Coliseum the Born of the USA tour that might have been 85 84 85 ish I can't remember exactly when it was but but I've gone to basketball games there when the Gamecocks were really good as a kid, and it didn't get any better than John Roach doing the father son Holy Ghost. Remember the stories I've told you? I mean, I'm in the backyard as a Southern Baptist, and I do this father son Holy Ghost before I shoot my free throw. My dad, Dale, you doing? I said I don't know but John Roach did it. So so I mean the, you know the the house that Frank McGuire built had been a rocking arena because the Gamecocks basketball teams. I mean all the players in New York, but who cared? You know they came down south and made their mark, and and they had a really really good basketball, and that. You know that Carolina Coliseum was known as kind of an electric basketball arena. Uh, I went with a friend of mine, and it, it's either '84, '85, and it transformed me. I mean, I've never seen a guy with that sort of energy. I've never seen a a person that that appeared to be enjoying something as much as he did that night, and it's contagious. I mean, you would agree to that. I mean, it, it's highly contagious when you see somebody like that. You just know there's something different there. And, and I remember in '84, '85. I mean, I'm young and dumb. I didn't pay close attention to the philosophies of life or you know the songwriting credentials and um and had no idea where that led but i just remember leaving there that night Probably the next morning when i remembered anything but i remember the next morning kind of thinking about wow that guy was real good and the reason he was real good is he emptied the tank and i'm not talking about on the first song i'm talking about every song he sang he i I, I remember it it was like it was the last song he was ever going to sing, and, and p- folks that don't like Bruce. I mean, you know, political leanings and biases, they go like, nah, man, I'm not, I've am i never heard anybody say, hey, man, I went to a concert and he half-assed it. I mean, I, I've <laughs> never heard. I, I I know people that don't care much for Springsteen. Uh, I went to Charlotte with a group. It was kind of half and half, half Springsteen fans, half not, but everybody wanted to kind of get together and have a big time. Everybody left there. The morning at the hotel before we came back home, everybody was like, wow, dude. I mean, you know, I don't know any of the songs, but I've never seen anybody just put it out there like that, and even at what seventy? I mean, he's talking about touring this coming year, and it's seventy-three or 4-ish, I would imagine a three-hour concerts are in tour are in store. I don't know that four hours are, but but I would. Have, there's no question in my mind. Once they get rolling, um, <laughs> they'll play better than three hours night after night. And I just like anybody that empties the tank. I mean, even even the liberal friends I have that I think are back crap crazy in what they believe. I have respect if they're willing to go to the carpet, you know, for what they really and truly believe in. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. 843 I almost do that out of habit, whether we're asking or soliciting phone calls. We're always soliciting phone calls. When Roland called in, Reverend, I at one another, like, he's going to say something about what Biden did yesterday, and today's not the day for that. <laughs> we'll get back to that. Rest assured, we'll get back to that. It was a little bit liberating last night for me, to not go to CNN.com, not go to FoxNews.com, not go to— Kind of already on vacation, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, not to go to Real Clear Politics and uh, the Wall Street Journal and the Huffington Post and Breitbart. Yeah, I mean, normally I'm on those sites. I would imagine I visit 20 sites 100 times a day, you know, in prepping for the show. I want to make sure I don't miss anything, and uh, it's kind of interesting. I'll go to a website at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and nothing really interests me. I'll go back at 7.30 that evening, and I'm like, wow, did I miss that? Because it's kind of an interesting uh, opinion, and we take nuggets of that. You've seen the way we do it here. I mean, it's got uh, a portion of an article here and a portion of an article there, some overlap and um, some inconsistencies that we try to point out. You know, what NBC News thought about this, what uh, is a little bit different than what Fox thought about it. It's interesting. They can hear the same thing. I mean, the spoken word is the spoken word and report on it unbelievably different. But, um, yeah, it was a little bit liberating to not go down that road. Now, I've got a challenge for you, Rev. Um, but without giving any heads up. So, Roland explained why he thinks Springsteen belongs on Rushmore. Okay. Um, I could easily defend it. I'm not saying it's a given. I mean, I think you could argue Zeppelin. Right. I think you could argue Queen. Mm-hmm. I think you could argue the Eagles. I mean, I think there are a handful of bands. And, and look, you could come in here and sit down and say, Ken, I think Queen over Springsteen. And I'd go, okay, have at it. I mean, I'm not going – now, if you came in here as a lease, lease in the Colt Jam over <laughs> Springsteen, I'm throwing you out on your head. Yeah, if too. you came in and said, you know, the Backstreet Boys or, or the Bay City Rollers, mm-hmm. you're out of here. I mean, you're, you're, you're just too dumb to be with us. And we're pretty dumb. Um, but, but you know, uh, the, the Tom Petty's, that gets marginal. The Fleetwood Macs, that gets a little bit marginal. Zeppelin, uh, yeah. Queen, yeah. Yeah. Um, who else? Dylan? Yeah, I mean, th- th- those no question. Uh, there's a fair debate to be had. Not Dylan, and it's really personal preference. How do you say not Dylan? You're embarrassing yourself. What when you say not Dylan? Who? I mean, what? D- Dylan's probably Dylan? had well, really. Dylan's probably had more impact on American music than any other performer. Right. I mean, you would okay, really ask ask a ask a performer that you respect and hold in high regard who had influences on you. And how you write your music and how you perform your music. I bet eight out of 10 are going to say Dylan. Mm. I mean, they, it won't be Dylan and Dylan alone, but it'll be Dylan I and mean, he's he, some he way. may
1: be, and, and I don't, I'm not a lyric guy, you know, and, and you talk about his lyrics, but that does nothing for me, really. And he may be that, but he doesn't have the other part, the, the, the flamboyant performer part.
0: But he's got the weird part down pat. So he's good at that. And then that counts for a lot. I'm telling you, he's an interesting guy because okay. he's so odd and different. And, um, I mean, we're still talking about Bob Dylan. Bob you Dylan's are. eighty years old. We're still talking about Bob. No, the country talks about Bob Dylan. <laughs> he just sold his library too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, for what? Three hundred million dollars, something like that. Yeah. So somebody cares what Dylan has to say. Iconic. Um, it's an iconic brand. And um, what my, kind of music? Hey, my,
1: my favorite part of Dylan's career would have been the traveling Wilburys time. Yeah, well, and that was a great part of his That was the superstar career. group, and he was part of that.
0: Mm-hmm. As so um, I've giving that as a superstar. He's one of them, but, but sure. kind of a, a kind of an odd bird that fits in in some way, shape, yeah. or form. So so I've expressed, and Roland did, uh, why I'm such a big Springsteen fan. I mean, I think his lyrics are ingenious. I mean, I think he's one of the great wordsmith of my time, um, and he's uh, just a, an absolute entertainer. You know, I went to watch the movie Elvis, and um, and Elvis just looked like it. I'm talking about young Elvis. I'm not talking about the Elvis that had been abused. And and neglected, and I mean that. I mean when you go watch the movie, and I'd encourage people that like music to go watch the um, the Elvis blockbuster where uh, Tom Hanks plays Colonel Tom Parker, and the movie is majority about that relationship. And really and truly, it was an abusive relationship. Everybody lived off that guy being on stage, and if that guy ain't on stage, nobody's living like they want to live. Um, so there, why have why are you such a big McCartney fan? See, you've never come clean on why you're such a big fan of an enormously talented performer, no doubt about it. I mean, he and John Lennon probably as consequential to songwriters as in, you know, musical history. But but what led you down the road of being a big McCartney fan? I don't know. And that's, that's, that's my honest answer.
1: And I ask myself that sometimes because I wasn't always, I mean, when I think back to the 80s, I didn't really care about the Beatles. I knew who they were. Um, Saul McCartney in concert in... 19- but that would have
0: been Wings, right? Would that have been McCartney in Wings?
1: Um, Well, when I saw him, he was, I saw him in 1990, so he was touring as just Paul McCartney. I okay. think this was past, past the Wings With his days. own band, though. Yeah, of course. And then I saw him again when he played williams Bryce. So those are the, the, the two times I saw him. But, but I I look back and I think, I, I, through the 80s, I didn't really care much about Beatles and McCartney. And I think I just... I it's It's an emotional thing, and it really... I don't think it has a lot to do with the... The iconic nature of the music, although the music I love, um, I, I just—it's an affection I have when I when I see see him perform, and I appreciate his contributions to to the world of music. And you know, as as a uh, as a regular guy, I guess walking on the face of the earth, just the way he kind of handles himself, I think he's a uh, kind of a as humble a guy as he can be, you know, that, that's achieved all that he's achieved. And I don't know, I just, just like his story, and I like
0: him. See, I think there's a point in our life, men in particular, where we have to we have to believe in something serious. And McCartney would be a serious songwriter. Springsteen would be a serious songwriter. Dylan would be a serious songwriter. Why are they serious? Because they write about things that make the world go round. I mean, they try to get a little deeper. I mean, Lennon in particular, um, what did David Lee Ross said? Uh, or David Lee Roth say on the Joe Rogan podcast, he said that Lennon was the salt of the caramel. You know, all the notes that McCartney sang were cheery and upbeat and optimistic, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like—and and, and Roth knows this stuff. I mean, David Lee Roth's a wild man, but he's a, he's a really, really bright guy. I mean, David Lee Roth—and and I probably have one thing in common. The only thing we have in common, we could interview ourselves— <laughs> I mean, if you listen to Roth on Joe Rogan, he doesn't need Rogan. I mean, he can interview yeah. himself. He can ask the question and answer the question, take the break and come back and answer and ask other questions. Um, so, so he would be a good podcaster mm-hmm. if he ever chose to be. But but Roth talks about, and, and it, it's kind of interesting, I think men get to a point in their lives where we're, we're not embarrassed and we still like uh, the Bay City Rollers and we still like, you know, 38 Special. But there's something about life that leads us to a place where we have to look maturity in the eyes, and I think if we're if we're song if we're, if we're fans of music, we, at thirty something years old, you can't go you can't want to go see in excess every Friday night. You got to kind of dig into something, and I think subconsciously, people like you and I, at certain points in our life, and it may be after you start a family and have to accept another layer of responsibility. I think we begin. Um, what what is what what is <laughs> that McCartney guy is kind of a serious guy. You
1: know, um, he's and, an adult. And, and then when you think of the fact that the Beatles, for an example, wrote those songs when they were in their 20s. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and I mean, think about that. I mean, talking about Born to Run. I think Bruce was 18 when he wrote Born to Run. I mean, that's crazy. Wow. How does anybody 18 years old have a grasp of of that? I mean, it's it's hard for me to believe that. I mean, you're right. It. it I mean, imagine yesterday. So Lennon and McCartney are 20 years old, 20-ish, mm-hmm. 21-ish, writing a song as... um as 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 consequential as that was um there, there's just something different about those guys and i go back to the elvis movie um so you know the creative liberties are taken on movies and i understand and embellishment becomes the norm i mean it really does um but mccartney and lennon from what i've gathered did a lot of drugs when they were writing i mean yeah. they, they wrote their best lyrics um hard days night eight days a week Make sense of that you know but you can't um but there's something ingenious about them connecting with that talent the good Lord gave. And, I mean, we still listen to those songs. You know, I've always said about McCartney and Lennon and Springsteen and Dylan and Willie Nelson and Dolly Parton. Some of these folks are just different than the others. And the way I know it is generations come and go, and their music is still relevant. I didn't say is it – I mean, nobody – your kids won't appreciate McCartney like you do. My kids won't appreciate Springsteen like I do but they're fans, right. you know what I mean? They accept their role. They accept that, hey, my dad likes this guy who was in the band called The Beatles. I don't know anything about it, but they're still around, and they're still making a buzz. They're still, you know, if they have a concert, for some reason, somebody wants to go see an 80-year-old. <laughs> you know, somebody wants to go a 75-year-old. And I think, but I, in, in mine, in your world, I think the the Springsteen-McCartney phenomenon, if that's a, a way to explain it, w- it comes along with maturity and adulthood, and th- these are pretty serious people, Writing about pretty serious things that everybody has questions about. Let's go to the phone. Here's Matthew in Chira. Hey, Matthew. Good
3: morning. Good
0: morning. Good morning. Can't hear you, Matthew. Uh-uh. I'm sorry, my Hello. friend. Yeah, we can't speak up. We can't hear you. How
3: about right now? That's a little, a little better.
0: better. That's a little better.
3: Oh, yeah, we
0: can't, Matthew. We got yeah. to get you a better zone, a better sale, a better area or something. Maybe hang up and call back. But um, we can't hear but about every third word, and it's a bit confusing to try and hear sure and understand that. what you're ha- what you're trying to say. Let's take a break. We'll be back. You ready to start this thing? Sure. Okay. Let, let's play a couple of songs before the seven o'clock hour, and maybe just one. Maybe we'll have time for just one before seven. Warm people up. The true Republicans are already up. Democrats kind of late to come to the party, but they'll <laughs> they'll come around sooner or later. Back in a minute.
4: Not without a star Free Only one It seems so far away But we're traveling Light today In the eye of the storm In the eye of the storm Home To a new and a shining place Make our bed and we'll say our grace Freedom's like burning warm. Freedom's life burning war.
5: of the i see today
0: Okay. There's the song. Who is the, what is the song? Who is the artist? And you need, here's the trivia question. Um, we need to remind people how this works.
1: We're going to play a song and I know people are calling during the songs, uh, to try to answer the the title and artist,
0: but that's not the way the contest works. Wait to the end of the song and then we'll do a trivia. You've got to name the song, the artist and answer the trivia question. It's just a little bit, I mean, we're Republicans here. We, we, we're not accustomed. I mean, we're not afraid of hard work. work. I mean, we're accustomed to earning our keep here. Um, So we played the song, you've got that, here's the question. Who is the oldest to sign, or who was the oldest to sign the Declaration of Independence? The oldest signer, we've established that Hancock was the first. Who was the oldest to sign the Declaration of Independence? I need the song title, I need the artist, and I need the name of the oldest person to sign the Declaration of Independence. Hi, you're on the air, do you know the answer?
6: I believe I do.
7: got uh, Neil Diamond coming to America, and the oldest is uh, was uh, Benjamin Franklin.
0: You're right. Who is this and where are you calling from? Uh, this is David. I'm calling from Florence. Okay, David. Thanks for listening, my man. Got it all right. Hey, man, we're perfect so far, but you're right. The phone's ringing during the song, and Mike's haven't answered. Uh, we're, we're not after just the song. We're after the song, and then the following trivia question, uh, we're going to try to get about 14, 15-ish uh, qualifiers, and then we'll have six grand prizes. $50 gift cards to some local restaurants that serve Pepsi product. I'm calling it the Biden surtax um, giveaway because it's costing about $50 more to do everything you choose to well, do in right. America today. So Pepsi Cola is picking up the Biden surcharge um, courtesy of uh, Wake Up Carolina. Cur- Wake Up Carolina is picking up courtesy of uh, Pepsi to Florida. So uh, Mike's getting the other information from our second, our third qualifier. We'll go to our fourth qualifier. Is that third? Uh, yeah, he was third qualifier, yep. and now we're we're waiting on Mike to get um finished with that. It's live radio; it's real time, and we're not trying to dress it up as anything no. other than that. And it ends out of the ordinary from sure. what we normally do. And, and uh, well, I mean, everything's out of the ordinary <laughs> for what we normally do because we don't normally do much of anything that's ordinary. So whatever we do is normally out of the ordinary. So let's play uh, another one here before we take our break. Once again, uh, we need the name of the song, the 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 name of the artist, and and answer. The following or the the trivia question that comes immediately following the playing of the song.
1: Let's do number nine.
0: If you know the name of the artist, title of the song, all you need to know is the answer to the trivia question, and you become another qualifier in our Pepsi of Florence Takes Mondays to make Friday's uh, fun and frolicking extravaganza.
1: There you go. Fun oh, and wow. Frolicking. There you go. You came up with that all But uh, right Here's yourself. the question. You ready?
0: Who was the king of England when they drafted and signed the Declaration of Independence? Who was the king of England when they drafted and signed the Declaration of Independence? 843 661 I need the name of the artist, title of the song, and the answer to the trivia question Who was the King of England when they signed the Declaration of Independence? Hi, you're on the air. You know the answer? Uh, yeah, I believe. Okay. King George uh, III? Yep. Name of the song? Uh, boy, back in the USA, Linda Ronset. You're right. Who All is right. this and where are you calling from?
2: This is Ed from Orangeburg.
0: Okay, Ed, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, Linda Ronstadt back in the USA, and King George III was the king of England. Uh, we've got, what, four, five qualifiers now? Four or five. I'm losing count here. Hey, Mike, let's take a break. Freehold, let's take a break. I know you're doing double duties over there. Bear with us. This is, um, I mean, every day is inexact science with us. This is real <laughs> inexact, inexact science. Take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. Continuing the contest. 843 Here's the question. I need the name of the artist, title of the song, and answer to this trivia question. You'll be qualifier number five if you get that trifecta right. You ready, Riff? <laughs> yep. Where did the first and second Continental Congress meet? Where did the first and second Continental Congress meet? I'm not talking about what hotel or what <laughs> auditorium. Um, where did... The first and second Continental Congress meet. 843 We're waiting on qualifier number five. Do we have a call? That's right. And you're on the air. You know the answer? Uh, is it uh, New York? It is not. not. John Philadelphia? It's it, not, uh, it is not. 843 not eight four three six six one zero nine three seven. is our That's number. True. The name of the artist, title of the song, and answer to the trivia question, which is... Where did the first and second Continental Congress meet? Is there another um, caller? Ooh. I are on the air. Ooh. Okay. Um, uh, maybe people are out smarting themselves. I'll just say yeah. that. 843 661 0937. Is there another call? Wait, okay. Um, name of the artist, title of the song, and answer to the trivia question. Trivia question being where did the first and second Continental Congress Meet. Hi you're on. Do you have the answer? question. question.
2: Yeah, it's Elton John, Philadelphia Freedom and Philadelphia. You're right.
0: You are right. Sometimes we try to outsmart ourselves, don't we? (laughs) Who is this and where are you calling from?
2: (laughs) This is Rick and I'm in Marion.
0: Okay, Rick, thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for calling. You are now qualifier number five, Philadelphia Freedom by Elton John and the first and second Continental Congress. I think the second Continental Congress, if I'm not mistaken, Met at a place called, is it Independence Hall in Philadelphia? I think the first was different, but the second, I think, was in Independence Hall. Uh, For whatever reason, I remember that. Uh, Don't quote me on it, but I think I'm right uh, with that. While Mike's getting the other information, I want you to remind our listeners, uh, everybody wins a six-pack of Pepsi product and a T-shirt. At the end of the show this morning, we've got six gift certificates, what we're calling the Biden Surcharge uh, Program, That a fifty dollar gift card to some of our local restaurants that um, that have Pepsi product made uh, readily available, and those restaurants yeah, are: and, and they are Julia Bell's, Holt Brothers Barbecue, Starfire Grill, Stefano's,
1: Redbone Alley, and Rogers Barbecue.
0: And we hope to get somewhere around fifteen qualifiers. We're hope that's what we're hoping for. So the odds are pretty good that you win one of those Biden surcharge gift cards uh, at the end of this feeble attempt at Radio Brigades. Let's um uh, let's go to another song.
1: Let's play. Uh, Number four.
0: Okay, looking for another qualifier the name of the artist title of the song answer to the trivia question trivia question is this you ready who signed the declaration of independence from south carolina give me one person from south carolina or who signed south carolina being one of the original 13 colonies give me one name of someone who signed on behalf of south carolina name of the artist Title of the song. Answer to that trivia question.
1: Hi, you are on the air. Do you know the answer? um Trivia question. We Pickney. pick me.
0: Ah, uh, nope, that's not it. Ooh. now we had one, two, had four, four people sign the Declaration of Independence. He did sign an important document. It wasn't this one. Eight four three six six one zero nine three seven. Hi, you're on. Do you know the answer? Uh, no okay okay eight four three six six one you gotta appreciate the honesty Ah, uh, no <laughs> not I even don't. guess don't. And,
1: and uh, let's go to the phone hi you're on do you know the answer
7: it's uh coming to uh, li- living in america james brown and it's thomas hayward jr
0: you're right thomas hayward james brown i don't put those two together but here they are right. on wake up carolina who is this and where you calling from
7: Ashley from Poston's
0: Corner. Okay, Ashley, hang on. We'll get back. Uh, we'll get you back to Freehold, and he can get all your information. Um, Ashley's a regular caller to Wake Up Carolina. Yeah, um, it was Thomas Hayward, Thomas Lynch, Arthur Middleton, Edward Rutledge signed um, the Declaration of Independence. I think the other one signed the Constitution on behalf of South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the the question is going to get a little bit more complicated because I think we need to prove that we know enough about american history did anybody understand what james brown was singing about <laughs> uh occasionally I mean, there, there's an occasional new york between the ah, yeah yeah and, LA, ah. atlanta no <laughs> doubt about uh, it uh what is he called the hardest working man in show business mm-hmm. quick james brown story the guy that handled my legal proceedings during my political life uh also represented the james brown estate and i remember oh, one day we were okay. sharing stories but the guy he, cool. he's, he's one, kind of one of these high-profile lawyers. And, um, so he's representing me and we share stories and I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'm conversational. So we start talking about things and he uh, start talking about the James Brown estate And this one He said, he said everything had holes in it. I said, what do you mean holes? He said shot with guns. I said, what do you mean? He said the cars, the buildings. I mean, he's got this big compound property out in, um, it's in South Carolina in North Augusta or it might've been Aiken. And um, he said everything out there just had bullet holes in it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sounds good to me. Uh, can we do another another one before yeah, this song? Um, before this break, yep. once again, name of the artist, title of the song, and then a following answer to the trivia question.
1: Let's do number eleven.
0: There's a scene in Coming to America when someone's, I think it's Eddie Murphy playing one of these characters. Damn, that boy can sing. <laughs> uh, I let it can sing. I mean, she wow. can absolutely sing. Name mm. of the artist, title of the song, answer to this trivia question Who wrote the Star Spangled Banner? 843 Who wrote the Star Spangled Banner? 843 Need to know the name of the artist, title of that song, and who wrote uh, the Star-Spangled Banner. I I can't tell you how many times I get chills during
1: that song, and every time I hear it, no okay. doubt about it. Hi, uh, you're on the air. You know the answer? Uh, Whitney Houston, "Star-Spangled Banner." Francis Scott Key.
0: You're right. Who is this and where are you calling from? Hey, this is BT. Okay, BT. Congratulations. We'll get you back to Freehold eight four three six six one zero nine three seven. We're going to take a bit of a break. Uh, literally and figuratively, we'll take a break now, and then we're going to come back. And we've got our um, honor of vet recipient over the. Uh, I think we have a phone call lined up, and we'll going to make sure we uh, meet that obligation responsibility. A lot of this has to do with the men and women who serve served this country. So we'll uh, we'll get back on the uh, the qualifiers after our next segment. The next segment will not include any of the uh, the, the the competition or the trivia question uh, trivia competition. We're trying to to have fun with this Friday morning, but uh, but once we get back at eight, we'll get back to about what seven or eight, nine more qualifiers, as many as we can. I mean, we want to give away as much of this stuff as we possibly can. Let's take a break. On the other side, we'll have our honor event recipient. The fun we're having centered around July the 4th didn't come free. Rest assured of that. I mean, we're having a lot of fun giving away some Pepsi product, but I want to make sure we understand the fundamental root of this freedom and liberty that we all enjoy, that most of the world does not, came at a heavy expense. Many, many, many people um, served um, some served and died, this nation. So we're honoring veterans. Uh, we do this every year for a period of time. And today we have Bill Lyons. He's in our Sumter studio or in Sumter, if I'm not mistaken. But we have him on the phone. Uh, Mr. Lyons, good morning. How are you? Good
7: morning. I'm doing great. How about
0: you? We are doing well. Thank you so much for your service to country. When I read a little bit about um, about your, I guess, your past um, service, served in the U.S. Coast Guard from 64 to 68, 13 months in Vietnam, right. sixty-five, sixty-six. So you're in the Coast Guard and serving in Vietnam. What sort of duties did you have?
7: Well, they sent uh, 26 of our 82-foot boats to Vietnam to patrol the coast and the rivers, and they put us in the Mekong Delta and the Saigon River and the tributaries along the Saigon River to patrol that and clear the river for the ships to go to Saigon so we were over there patrolling those rivers for you know for 13 months.
0: Mr. Lyons what motivated you to want to be in the Coast Guard and um, I don't think anybody wanted to go to Vietnam but you answered the call and served your country but what 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 in your early life motivated you to want to be in the uh, in the armed services?
7: Well nothing really I was drafted uh I had to go to Fort Jackson, take a fiscal and all that. And I passed. And a couple of days later, I got the notice report and the Coast Guard recruiter came by my house and wanted to know if I wanted to join the Coast Guard. And I liked the water, so I joined the Coast Guard.
0: And, Interesting. Uh, but you didn't and, go because uh, you wanted to. You went because you had no choice. <laughs> you're right. <That's, laughs> well, I was going either way. I was going somewhere. So I
7: figured the Coast Guard was a whole lot better than, than being in the in the Army. So. I joined the Coast Guard, and I enjoyed it for four years. In fact, when we uh, got the call, they were going to send 26 boats to Vietnam. I was on a 82-foot-point Kennedy in Puerto Rico. And uh, they asked for volunteers. So, I mean, I was young and stupid, so I stuck my hand up and said, yeah, I'll go. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> well, I mean, you, it's, it's obvious you've been involved since you came back home. Uh, American Legion posts are a past uh, 15 commander, um, also right. actively involved in, uh, American Legion baseball. Um, what, what has life been like after I'm um, coming home?
7: Well, I, I came home in 66, you know, from, uh, Vietnam. Then I served out my last year over at the lighthouse in Georgetown, uh, on North Island over there. And then when I got out, I went to work at a, a local company called Santee Printworks. I went to work as a typing clerk, ended up being the plant manager there for a number of years, and I retired in 06, and then I got involved with the P-15 baseball program here in Sumter, and uh, I've been the athletic officer for the P-15 program, both junior and senior program, uh, since 2012. And uh, we've also started ladies softball, and we sponsor two uh p15 ladies softball teams here in sumter and uh <coughs> this year we have the ladies uh, uh softball championship game at patriot park here in sumter this year on july the 18th which will have the the champions from the lower state and the champions from the upper state play here in sumter for the state championship ladies softball our <clears throat> boys and girls we have a junior team that's uh 12 and two and they will be in the playoff starting July the 11th and our senior team will be in the playoff starting July the 11th also so we're not sure who we'll be playing yet but we've had a <clears throat> the p15 program has been a you know a very successful program over the years we've won 14 state championships, several southeast regionals we've been to the World Series twice. So, we've had a very storied program here with P
0: 15s. Well, as someone who played and, uh, a little baseball back in the early 80s, I can personally attest to that. I, I played at Florence <laughs> and coached at Florence for a year, so I am yeah. well aware of how um, yeah. historic and, and important Sumter mm-hmm. American Legion baseball is mm-hmm. is to that area. And, and we've been proud to carry
1: P 15 baseball on the radio on our sister station oh, yeah, on old year. school uh, 92.3, 93.3 right. in Sumter for years and years. For great years. Great partnership.
7: They still doing it, and we appreciate all that the community broadcasters does. You know, for our program, of broadcasting all the you know the senior games that we do. So we really appreciate that. But uh, now I am uh, first vice commander of Post 15, and next year in June of next year, I'll take over as commander again of Post 15. So, <clears throat> and uh, I'm still active with the boys and the girls, you know, programs to keep them going.
0: Well, Mr. Lyons, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your service to country. We appreciate what you continue to do in our listening market, the least we can do. And we've got some corporations or companies here around the area that want to say thank you as well. So I'll let Dave Baker um, read uh, some of the prizes, gifts that, um, that that Community Broadcasters has gotten from its supporters in, uh, in support of you. Uh, we have a lot of partners that
1: join with us in honoring local veterans, and you will receive... Uh, Bill, you'll get a prize bag filled with various premiums, first of all, like T-shirts, water bottles, things like that, courtesy of Pepsi of Florence and Tandem Health and FTC. Uh, You'll get gift cards that are provided by Swipe Payment Solutions, Boykin Air Conditioning Services, Piggly Wiggly of Darlington and Hartsville, At Your Service Home Care, the 19th Green Indoor Golf Center, and Heinz Furniture. Plus, you'll be hooked up with a one-night stay at Hotel Florence and a $50 gift card for Victor's Steak, Wine, and Seafood. That is located in Hotel Florence. Our sponsors make it all possible. Pepsi of Florence, PD Electric Cooperative, Florence Toyota, along with our uh, supporting sponsors, FTC, Safe Federal Credit Union, Boykin Air Conditioning Services, At Your Service Home Care, Swipe Payment Solutions, Heinz Furniture, Tandem Health, Staudenmeyer Dowling Funeral Home, uh, your CBD store, Piggly Wiggly, Hotel Florence, 19th Green, and Victor's Steak, Wine, and Seafood.
0: Thank you, Mr. Lyons. Appreciate your time, right. and, um, and thanks for your service to country.
1: All right. Thank you. We
7: appreciate it. Thank you for your support of the P-15.
0: Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, okay. thank you. Uh,
1: we'll take it. And we're going to say we're still accepting nominations. HonorofVetSC.com is the website, so if you'd like to nominate a local veteran for recognition here on the program, we'd love to have you do it. It's
0: HonorofVetSC.com. He wanted to talk baseball. I mean, you could tell that. he He's proud of his service to country, but he wanted to talk baseball and tell us how proud he is of what Sumter is doing in American Legion and even girls softball. Back in a minute.
8: Time ago, I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. And I knew if I had my chance that I could make those people dance and maybe they'd be happy for a while. Die Did you write the day that I die. Stole his thorny crown, the courtroom was a that I died. In the summer swelter, the birds flew off the shelter, eight miles high and
0: you got to love a smart butt you really gotta love a sarcastic smart butt <laughs> So we, we got this system in place we're doing a trivia contest. And we're having a lot of fun today, and we you know we're we're looking for the name of an artist, title of a song, and a trivia question will follow, and we're qualifying people. So um, so Freehold, <laughs> and every song has got him a little system in place, and it gives me the 30 second countdown, the 15 second countdown. So about a minute ago, he comes on during that song and says five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and he said it like this: five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. Um, anyway, there, uh, qualifier number eight, we're a long for, song. We're look. it is a very long song. We're looking for qualifier number eight. You've heard the song. Um, now the trivia question, it follows. I need the name of the artist title of the song and the answer to this trivia question to become qualifier number eight. Why are we looking for qualifiers? Because we're going to do this until about nine 30. And then we're going to give away $650, what I call the Biden surcharge plan, $50 gift cards. Um, local restaurants around town that serve Pepsi product. The restaurants are? Julia Bell's, Holt Brothers Barbecue, Starfire Grill, Stefano's, Redbone Alley, and Rogers Barbecue. The trivia question is as follows. There were five members of the committee that were um, commissioned with writing the Declaration of Independence. Give me two members of the committee. There were five. Give me two members of the of the committee charged and commissioned with writing the Declaration of Independence. If you know the name of the previous song, excuse me, the name of the artist, the title of the song, and the answer to that trivia question being, give me two of the five committee members charged with writing the Declaration of Independence. Hi, you're on. Oops, oh, not. Okay, eight four three six six one zero nine three seven.
1: That one dropped too.
0: Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Do you know the answer? Yeah. Um, let's see,
5: it's
2: Tom McLean, American Pie. uh, it's Thomas Jefferson and
7: uh, Benjamin Franklin.
0: You're right. Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Robert Livingston, and Roger Sherman were the committee of the committee of five Adams. And, I mean, Jefferson had the most to do with it. He wrote it. Adam's kind of blessed it. Franklin was the, was kind of the old fogey in the room that said, yeah, I'm good with that, so let's let's move along. Who is this and where are you calling from? Jason from Florence. Okay, Jason, we're going to get you back with Freehold, um, five-minute Freehold, <laughs> and, uh, and you'll get all five your information. Minutes. Thanks for listening. Uh, once again, we're having a lot of fun this morning. Uh, we got eight qualifiers. We're going to try to get about 14 or 15, we hope. Uh, at the end of the show, we'll give away six Um, gift cards to local restaurants, $50 gift cards to local restaurants around town. We just thought the mundane uh, of the politics after six months of just, you know, trying to explain what Biden ain't doing, should be doing, um, is screwing up while trying to do uh, as we get out of here for next week. And once again, we won't be on the air live next week. We'll have some tape, uh, the best we could do of Wake Up Carolina. But we felt uh, in the tribute or in the, I don't know, the spirit of having a little fun, we would do this, and it's been some fun so far. So we're going to try to get as many of you qualified as we possibly can. Now, obviously, if you're already qualified, you don't want any more because your chances are better of winning yeah. that $50 gift card to some of these local Pepsi restaurants. But, um, but Mike, I'll let you and Rev decide what song comes you next. Know, Once all, again, All we
1: qualifiers need... the qualifiers win a T-shirt and a six-pack. Correct. Six pack. Yeah.
0: Everybody that has won thus far already will receive a six-pack of Pepsi product and it takes Mondays to make Friday's T-shirt. But six of you will win a grand prize to be given away at the end of the show. I'm looking for the name of the artist, the title of the song, and the answer to the trivia question that follows immediately
1: after the conclusion of the song. And we're kind of deciding which ones we do here on the fly. So, Mike, let's do number three.
0: Okay, looking for qualifier number 9, name of the artist, title of the song, answer to the trivia question, the trivia question being, during World War II, where was the Declaration of Independence stored? The original Declaration of Independence was stored where? During the Second World War. Name of artist, title of song, answer to that trivia question.
1: I noticed that uh, we had to cut off American Pie because it was too long. But uh, but that song, I think. Well, that song's not nine
0: minutes long. Why do you, want to, se- like I mean, why you want to pick a fight? I mean, why would you want to pick a fight? Sorry. <laughs> Here, let's go to the phone. The damn song's nine <laughs> minutes long. We're not going to play a nine-minute song. That, that one seemed like it was oh, the nine The Son of the long. Holy Ghost and all. I mean, it, it becomes the most confusing word sound in the history of mankind. <laughs> other than maybe blinded by the light. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're on the air. You know the answer?
9: Hey, is it me? Yep. Yeah.
0: Oh, hey. Uh, well, it's that
2: communist Bruce Springsteen singing Born in the USA, <laughs> and I am totally guessing here, but I'm going to go with Fort Knox.
0: On You're right. Question. You're right. Who is this and where you called right. from? Great guess. Uh, Neil from Sumter. Okay, Neil, congratulations. Thanks for calling. Yeah, Fort Knox was kind of the uh, – that's where the Const- – excuse me, not Constitution, the, the De- Declaration, Declaration of Independence. There were 100 original copies. Um, the original, the first ever uh, revealing of the Declaration of Independence was in the Pennsylvania Evening Post. July 6, 1776, so there was a printer named John Dunlap that had uh, been commissioned to produce a hundred copies of the Declaration of Independence. There are 26 known in existence today. The original is in the, uh, the National Archives Museum. Um, Norman Lear in 2000 paid 8.1 million dollars for one of the 26 um, original. but yeah, that's, uh, it was uh, during the Second World War, it was um, I, I guess, the, 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 the safe in uh, Fort Knox was where they kept some of these important American documents and archives. And the Constitution, excuse me, the Constitution, <laughs> the Declaration of Independence was obviously um, of that sort uh, in that vein. And it was um, safe kept at Fort Knox. And, and Neil was correct. Uh, he did get the name of the artist. The I
1: don't Bruce think Springsteen. he got the name
0: right. I mean, I, I think, think he, he threw a jab. <laughs> the what would, would, Bruce what, what if we said leftist Bruce Springsteen? Can we say leftist Bruce Springsteen? That would be accurate uh, as well. Uh, okay. It, it would be, um, yeah, I'm going to be The Leftist Bruce Spring. How many artists aren't leftist? Yeah, let, let's find a um, I mean, kid rock comes to mind. It's some of the country sure. music. Rev and I were didn't talking didn't about d- the search. I mean, it's easy to find patriotic, America-centered music and country it's a little bit harder when you delve off into into rock and roll and nobody's argued that american pie is a patriotic song but i mean american pie it it talks about americana and the death of buddy holly and you know that kind of goes into the um i don't know the story of of america it it,
1: it loosely fits our theme so no no question it's appropriate
0: let's do this let's take a break mike um five minutes uh how long is this break mike five minutes uh, yeah there's, <laughs> that's probably about five. It. so we'll take a break we'll come back we'll um we'll be looking for qualifier number 10 we hope to get to somewhere around 14 or 15 qualifiers and at about 9 30 ish we're going to give away six fifty dollar gift cards to local restaurants that serve pepsi product take a break back in just a minute
3: in liberating strife who more than self country love America, sweet America. You know, God done shed His grace on thee. He, he, he crowned that good, Saved brotherhood.
0: You, know, you kind of wonder, you, sometimes we wonder what we'll be remembered for or as or, or about and what our legacies are. I mean, I've often said if there were a time bottle that would be opened a million years from now, and somebody asked, well, was this America thing about? I mean, it, somebody explain to me what happened back then, what America was, what, what America is. I i want that song to be a part of that. In other words, that, that song oh, just to yeah. me encapsulates. You're talking about getting chills. I mean, that, you, so I, I never get tired of hearing Ray Charles sing that. Ah, <laughs> It just, ah, my bad. I knew I'd do it on one of these. I knew it. I figured it'd be Bruce. I figured it'd be Bruce. Hey, so I'm going to make the, I'm going to make the trivia question. It's my fault, but you're going to be suffering from it. I'm going to make the trivia question real hard. You ready here? Um, <laughs> I knew I would do oh, that. Wow. I just thought it would be. Well, you get caught what, up in the what, emotion what, of the I song. Do, man, and I man. I mean, I am so proud to be an American. I mean, I am so proud to be an American and that song just encapsulates the, the way many of us feel about being blessed to to grow up in the greatest country on the planet Earth. So here's the deal. Um, I just named the artist. <laughs> <laughs> Title of the song, answer to the trivia question, and I screwed up, but you're going to pay for it. You ready? Um, there were one, two, three, four, five, six people that signed the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Give me one. Give me one person who signed both the Declaration of Independence, and the Constitution. Because of my goof up, I'm taking it out. That's the <laughs> that's the privilege of being the host. Mm-hmm. Um, you screw up and blame somebody else for <laughs> the screw up. So name of the artist, guess who, um, title of the song, and answer to the trivia question of who signed both the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Hi, you're on the air. Do you know the answer? Yes, sir. Okay. Rick Charles. And Roger Sherman. You're right. Name of the song is America. Okay, you're right. America, the blue, beautiful. Who is this? Where are you calling from? Florence. Okay, yeah. Um, Benjamin Franklin, George Reed, Roger Sherman, Robert Morris, George Clymer, and James Wilson all signed both the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. I'll get you back to Freehold here in just a second. What's your name again? Yeah. What's your name again? Larry. Okay, Larry. Thanks for calling. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot for listening. I apologize to our listeners. I just, I mean, that that song is so emotional to me. I mean, it really, uh, it, it's it's such an accounting of how. I mean, I can't speak for you, Rev, or I can't speak for free. I'm with but you though. It just, But I think about, and not not to be a
1: downer, but there's a lot of anti-Americanism that you see. Well, I mean, in the media president these did days. it. That's the true. The president
0: did it about a co-equal branch of government on foreign soil yesterday. And I, we, Enough of that. But i want I think why
1: can't those people, and why won't they listen to that song and feel what we feel? you know that I don't think they want to <laughs> I don't think
0: they want to you know America is a an experiment that will never end. I mean, I believe that I think the idea the notion of America is as good as it's ever been. personal liberties and freedoms the the ability for you to pursue your dreams as you see fit, the ability for me to chart my own course, blaze my own trail. Um, Suffer the consequences of bad decisions, reap the benefit of good ones. That is America, and I think that song just encapsulates the way I feel about. um, I don't know the American dream, and and I think the American dream is alive and well. Some people don't 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 like the American dream because it includes liberties and freedoms, and winners and losers, and um, rugged individualism, and you know, kind of kind of a non-collective, non-redistributionist uh mindset. So anyway, we've got um that's ten qualifiers we have. Let's do one more before we take our next break, and I will not divulge any <laughs> further information. I blew it. You folks uh were um privileged or a victim to that. I apologize and I'm not I just figured I'd do it on Springsteen. I really did. Um but that song by Ray Charles just stirs my emotions mm-hmm. in a way that very few do. Let's do number thirteen
4: I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free and I won't forget the men who died who gave that right to me and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today cuz there ain't no doubt I love
5: There
0: ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the U.S. 8436610937 oh, qualifier number 11 is who we're looking for. Name of the artist, title of the song, answer to the trivia question. Ready for the trivia question? Ready. One president was born on July the 4th. Who was it? One president, I can see fingers going on Google like a Mama jamma right now. One president born on July 4th. Who was it? I need the name of this artist, title of the song, and answer to that trivia question. And the question being, what president was born on July 4th? Hi, you're on. Do you know the answer? Uh,
2: Lee Greenwood, born in the USA. Or excuse me, um, uh, God bless the USA. And uh, Thomas Jefferson.
0: Nope. Eight, four, three, six, six, one, oh, nine, three, seven. Got two of the three, right? Um, not the last but, eight, four, three, six, six, one, oh, nine, three, seven. Um, one president was born, born on July 4th. Hi, you're on. You know the answer? Are Lee Greenwood, born in the U.S.A. Or, uh, good me,
1: morning. Uh, hey.
6: USA, this and is and Pat. I may have missed it.
1: I no, no this go ahead. You got to turn your radio down though, no, yes. but we need the four, answer. Nine, three, you three,
0: got the nine, delay yeah, play into three, the background. Right.
1: Um,
7: not the last. Eight four three six. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Don't you got me confused now? Eight four get three six down. six one zero oh, nine three seven. There? When you call in, turn the radio down so we don't have that delay. There's about a seven I'm or eight here. second delay. Okay, have at it, my friend. All right, this is Pat. Good morning. It was uh, John Calvin Coolidge. That was Lee Greenwood. Um, God bless the USA. You the man. You the winner. Who is this, and where are you calling from? This is Pat in Florence. Okay, Pat, hang on. We'll get you back to Freehold. Yeah, Calvin Coolidge was born July 4th. Um, And that Lee Greenwood song, I mean, it's a little bit like Ray Charles' song. I mean, it's kind of the, um, I I told Rev, I'm such a contrarian. When I put my list together, I didn't put that song on the list just to be a contrarian. Obviously, it's going to be on the list, and obviously, we're going to play that song. (laughs) Hey, has anybody ever made a career off one song like Lee Greenwood has off that song? How many functions, events, conventions has he sung that single song at? I mean that song changed his life probably as much as any single song has ever changed any one one single performer's I, life. I would say maybe Dexy's Midnight Runners. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. But they don't play that at conventions. That's true. They play that on cruise ships, probably uh, with fifty five yeah. and sixty year olds. Eighties <laughs> reunions, yeah. Eighties reunions. There you go. But uh, yeah, we we got about uh we got eleven qualifiers. Once again, we're trying to get to about twelve. Ah, uh, we're well, no, we never get to twelve or thirteen. We're trying to get to about fourteen or fifteen. And then at about nine thirty, we're going to conclude. Um, you know, this week's of shows or this week of shows. And we won't be here next week. We felt it was important. Rev agreed. Got the blessing of management. Got to run that by the bosses to make sure we can uh, deviate and do something a little bit differently. And from what I'm, I mean, some of my text here, uh, we're having fun. They're enjoying listening to the music, um, remembering the songs. uh, I know it's fun
1: for us. I hope the listeners are enjoying it as well. So if
0: you're you're out there listening and enjoying it, I'm glad. Yeah. (laughs) And answering these trivia questions. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments to continue.
3: Oh, I wish I was In the land of cotton
4: Old times there are not forgotten Look away,
5: look away
3: Look away, Dixie Land
6: I wish
3: I was in Dixie. Away,
5: away. In Dixie, Dixie land, I'll, I'll take my, take my stand, stand
6: to live, live
5: and die in Dixie.
6: For Dixie. Oh, Dixie
3: land born, early Lord, one frosty more Look away, look away, look away, Dixieland.
0: 843 name of the artist, title of the song, answer to this trivia question. The last was who was born on July the 4th. Um, name a president who died on July 4th. Name a president who died on July 4th. 843 song uh, 37. name of the artist, title of the song, answer to the trivia question. Hello, you're on. Do you have the answer?
2: Uh, I think I got it this time. Thomas hmm. Jefferson,
0: uh Elvis Presley, Glory uh Dixieland. Yeah, we'll let that. That's actually called American Trilogy and American Trilogy. Rev and I Debated. Yeah, that's Dixieland or Dixie and Battle Hymn of the Republic. Um uh, Elvis fans know that as an American trilogy. Um man, the karate moves he does during oh. the last part of that. Who is this? Who <laughs> I is love this the vocals re- on that, Yeah, uh, who is this and where are you calling from? Uh, Kevin from Florence. Okay, Kevin, congratulations. Thanks for hanging in there with us. And, um, yeah, Thomas Jefferson, um, James Adams, uh, uh, John John Adams, and um, James Monroe, three presidents died on July 4th. Um, A lot of people believe it's Providence that Adams and Jefferson died on the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. Um, Wow. I mean, my wife says that can't be. I mean, there's no way that can be true. But but many people believe that is the providence of God uh, placing His hand on you know the American experiment or the American experience that was such a an infant at the time. But Elvis Presley get American Trilogy, which is kind of one of these. I mean, he did a lot of Vegas shows late in his career, and that's how he concluded some of the Vegas shows. Now, very late in his career, he didn't know if he's concluded or not because they had him so amped up and um, out of sorts. And that's uh, once the end of the movie I watched Friday night. We talked a little bit about that over the weekend so that makes some um, qualifier numbers. is that 12 or I 13 i think that's 12 yeah we probably try to get three more maybe we know we'll get two more we'll try to get three more um i've actually got a video that's a video you can't see over the radio obviously but um uh, it, it breaks down the k- kind of the declaration of independence and what it means and why we celebrate um july the 4th so let's take a break we've got 12 qualifiers thus far we'll be back in a minute and try to get two or three more
6: Every chance. chance.
0: 843 we've established earlier that the first and second Continental Congress gathered in Philadelphia. What was the first capital of the United States of America? 843 name of artist, title of song, answer to the trivia question, trivia question being first capital of the United States. Let's go to the phone. Now. Hi, you are on the air. You know the answer?
2: Hurricane Dunn, only in America, Philadelphia.
0: Nope, not quite right. 843 Philly's where they gathered for the first and second. Continental Congress was not America's first capital. Hi, you're on. You know the answer? Hello? Apparently not. 843 back to line one. Hi, you're on. You know the answer?
7: Yes, um, I think it's Brooks and Dunn, and only in America, and the first capital was New York City. You're right.
0: Who is this, and where are you calling from? Ah,
7: this is Ann in Hartsville.
0: Thank you, Ann. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you calling. Hold on just a second. We'll get you out to Freehold. Um, He's multitasking. He's earning his keep today, yes. Red. Right? No question he about me during it. during the break he likes it. He likes yeah, the absolutely. activity it, and it, being <laughs> busy. Uh, that's the northern aggressiveness uh, in the northern aggressor. Um, and it's remember- hard to follow Ray Charles and Elvis. You know, with True. Brooks and Dunn, there's a line in that song. Um, a welder's son or a banker's daughter, all they want is everything. You know, I mean, that, that's just yeah. kind of uh, when you're young, what what do you want? You want it all. You want everything. You want this and that and and the other. Uh, I was thinking about the who do we play after Ray Charles, and uh, someone texted me a second ago and said, had you cut off Ray Charles like you did Don McClain and uh, American Pie, somebody's getting their butt whooped and, and I that's think, fair and i think he meant it i mean yeah. i really there's no way i would have cut off. we had to cut off coming to i'm excuse me we had to cut off american pie because it's an hour and 20 minutes long i mean it, <laughs> the entire show would have been done with by the time don mcclain <laughs> back, got through with that word salad back in classic rock radio we called that one a bathroom song yeah, ba- ba- what would have been another rev uh stairway to heaven okay yeah in, I, in I would say radio. rosalita but you didn't play rosalita no we played uh. hits uh <laughs> Free bird. <laughs> Always jab it. Always take it Do
1: a you jail. feel like we do by Peter Frampton? That was a like 13 minutes was okay. a long song.
0: That yeah, that was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um 8436610937. But, but each qualifier now if you, if you
1: call and answer the trivia you're going to win a uh, Wake Up Carolina t-shirt courtesy of Pepsi and also some Pepsi product and your name goes in for the drawing. We'll be doing this hour
0: for one of six of our gift certificates for local Pepsi restaurants. So we've got 13 of you that have already won. A six pack of Pepsi product, courtesy of Pepsi of Florence. Uh, takes Mondays to make Fridays T-shirt, courtesy of Wake Up Carolina and Pepsi of Florence. And once again, Pepsi of Florence has been with us, but really since the beginning. And they've um, we've kind of set aside these Takes Mondays to Make Fridays trivia questions. So I mean, they're with us every day, but in particular on Mondays and Fridays, they kind of take a more emphasized role. And we certainly appreciate it. And we began thinking about this a few weeks ago um as we head out for the uh, for the mid season break uh, July 4th uh let's have a little fun and uh, and that's what we're trying to do today and uh, we've got a lot of interesting answers here i mean you know the callers i mean i, I didn't try to make them so complicated that they're almost impossible to answer um but they 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 they've not all been gimmies i mean some have not been layups and you folks have risen to the occasion and, uh, and answer the bell. Do we have another, uh, let's go to a, yeah. uh, let's, let's attempt to get qualifier number 14. Here we go with the next song.
10: fixing the fall but speaking just for me and some people from Tennessee we got a thing or two to tell you all this lady may have stumbled but she ain't never failed and if the Russians don't believe that they can all go straight Cause we'll all stick together And you can take that to the bank That's the cowboys and the hippies And the rebels and the yanks You just go and lay your hand On the Pittsburgh Steelers fan.
0: Looking for qualifier number 14. I need the name of the artist, title of the song, answer to the trivia question. Here's a tri- trivia question. Doesn't have to be exact. What is the estimated population of America on July 4, 1776? The estimated population of America on July 4, 1776. Looking for qualifier number 14. We'll try to get one more here maybe after this next break. But um, is somebody there? Uh, let's see.
1: Okay. Hi. Nope. Oh, oh, they hung
0: up. Eight four three six six one zero nine three seven. Name of the artist, title of the song, and the estimated population of America on July 4, 1776. Hi, you're on the air. Do you know the answer?
7: I do. I Charlie Daniels Band in America, 2.5 million.
0: You are right. Who is this and where are you calling from?
7: This is Beverly bilton from
0: sumter thank you beverly appreciate you listening thank you for calling females making a run here um late in the uh <laughs> late in the show we'll get you back to freehold he'll get your information uh, about 2.5 million people uh i guess the day after the declaration i mean do you become an american that day i mean when the declaration because there's still a war to fight i mean you got to win that independence and win that freedom uh, the declaration of independence was simply that mean, uh, it was declaring your independence and King George not real crazy about it. Hmm. guess who didn't sign the declaration of independence <laughs> king, king George the third uh, because remember they sent the olive petition or the olive branch petition um, kind of outreach to the king. Hey man, I mean we're getting killed over here. You know, this taxation without representation sucks and um, and the king basically said um, as you and I would talk in Pamplico um, not no, but hell no, uh, but there'll be none of that considered. And in, in fact, um, you folks who decide to do that are risking uh, you know public execution by hanging for treason. So there was a lot at stake in this, but I've never thought of that. I mean, the moment you declare your independence from from a sovereign king, are you an American? Uh, you got to win that war first, and um very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. I mean, when did we become Americans? I mean, the Declaration of Independence, I guess, is the official act of saying I'm separating myself from british rule from um, king george the third but when did we become americans i I can't answer it i mean i don't have that as a trivia question because i honestly don't have um clarity as uh or for an answer do we have time to do another in this segment or not you want to take a break and then come (laughs) back and we could do okay let's do one more i've actually got a video that, that i want to play the audio kind of it it goes into detail and specificity about what exactly the Declaration of Independence is. But if we've got time, let's play another song and we'll try to get qualifier number 14 before we take the break. Yep, uh, we're going to play microphone play
6: button number 12. I walked through a county courthouse square on a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, Your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, No, it'll do for our little town. I said, Your old flagpole has leaned a little bit. And that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat. And I sat down. is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it, and it got, got powder, powder burned the night that the Francis, Francis Scott, Scott Key sat watching it and say, can, can you see? And it, and got, it got a bad rip in New Orleans, Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its it seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo beside the, the Texas, Texas flag, but she waved on, though. <laughs> She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville And she got cut again at Shiloh Hill There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard and Bragg And the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag On Flanders Field in World War I She got a big hole from a Bertha gun She turned blood red in World War II She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam, and now they've about quit waving back here at home. In her own good land here, she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused. And the government for which she stands is scandalized throughout the land. And she's getting threadbare, and she's wearing thin, but she's in good shape for the shape she's in. Cause she's been through the fire before, and I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning, we take her down every night, we don't let her touch the ground, and we fold her upright. On a second thought, I do like to brag, because I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag.
0: I guess there'll be a little bit of difference here. Name of the artist, title of the speech, the poem. Um, obviously that person is noted as a singer songwriter, but, um, see, I didn't name the person. Didn't yeah. deal well on that did. one. Um, here's the question. You ready? Uh, in sequence, uh, name of the artist title of the song answer to the trivia question. Um, July 4th, 1776 is the day we r- recognize our independence, but the revolutionary war began sooner than that. And what year did the revolutionary war begin? What year did the Revolutionary War begin? Eight four three six six one zero nine three seven. Name of the artist, title of the, in this case, speech, and answer to the trivia question, when did the Revolutionary War begin? I uh, you're on the air. Do you know the answer? Yes. Yeah. Hey, go ahead. The um,
1: ragged, it, ragged it, old flag by Johnny Cash, and was it
0: 1773? No. Nope.
2: 75.
5: Or
0: 75. Yep, you're right, 1775. You gave me a redo there, 1775. Uh, the, the war actually began in April, uh, April 19 is what I've read. That is the, I mean, there, there are a couple of conflicting dates there, but it seems to me, as somewhat of a historian, that the battles of Lexington and Concord began the Revolutionary War, uh, let's say mid to late April 1775, continued to 1783, with, uh, obviously, America's victory at Yorktown, New York. Who is this and where are you calling from? All
2: right, this is Joe Tarr calling from uh, Lakeview, South Carolina.
0: Okay, my man. That's where the wild gators roam, Rev. If you're a Hannah Pamplica Red Raider, you're well aware of the Lakeview wild gators uh, back in the day. But thank you for listening. Appreciate you calling in uh, Freehold to get your information here. And uh, that makes, what, qualifier number 14? Is that 14 uh, or 15? That uh, might be 15. That may be 15. I think that may be uh, 15. Eight four three six six one zero nine three seven. We've got fifteen qualifiers thus far, and um, we've got six grand prizes to give away. Uh, the grand prize is what I call the Biden. Uh, it, it'd be the Biden surcharge. subsidy. Yeah, the the Biden. There, yeah, the Biden surcharge. In other words, when you go out and eat tonight, it's going to cost you more than it normally does. These six gracious restaurants at Pepsi of Florence have been kind enough to help out our listenership, and we greatly. Greatly appreciate it. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. We got 15 qualifiers. That's all we're going to get done. We got about a nine or ten minute video here. It's audio. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, the radio is an audio medium, and I know you can't see what it is. There's nothing to see here except it's just more of a tutorial, kind of a lecture on what exactly the Declaration of Independence means, um, and it's kind of academic in nature. It's a little bit teachy, but I think it's very interesting. It's very concise. It's very precise. And it is not a, um, a year-long class on the Declaration of Independence. So as we conclude this morning's show, we've had fun. I appreciate all the interaction. appreciate you more than you know. But I do think it's important that, that we sit down for just a second and try and let someone explain to us that don't know exactly what the Declaration of Independence means to the American experiment
9: welcome you to the short web seminar on the declaration of independence nine key concepts everyone should know and if you're an international listener we invite you to listen in as we take a look at this important united states founding document 90 percent of today's americans have never heard what you're about to hear but in 1776 90 percent of americans had a basic understanding of what you're about to hear Thomas Jefferson said this, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance and so we hope that this process of looking at the Declaration in more detail will spur us on to a new revolution of freedom as we understand this founding document. The nine key concepts can be broken down into three more broad categories. The first is understanding the basic structure of the Declaration, second of all understanding the seven component parts within that basic structure, and then thirdly understanding that the Declaration and US Constitution are designed to work together. So let's first take a look at understanding the basic structure. The total length of the Declaration of Independence is just under 1400 words. About 400 words spell out the essence of the principles and beliefs upon which the United States was founded. These 400 key words are split about equally between the opening and the closing of the document. The other 1,000 words appear in the middle of the declaration and outline over 25 abuses of King George III over a 10-year period. And so you can see the significance of the weight of uh, the introductory words, the closing words, where some key concepts are outlined, and then these middle words, which there are a 1,000 of them, uh, really outline the abuses of King George III. So that's all that's involved in understanding key concept number one is that there's these three broader categories that the Declaration breaks down into. Now let's take a look at the seven component part. Now as we look at the detail of these seven parts we find that four of them are included in the introductory remarks. The first is the reason for the declaration and this is stated in the opening sentence. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to separation and so this is the introductory remarks for why the declaration is being written The second thing that's in that introductory um, uh, remarks in that general category are the self-evident truths that many people are familiar with. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And in our modern age, we confuse happiness with hedonism, and that is not what the founders of this document had in mind. Their perspective of happiness in 1776 would have meant this, that the individual would have the freedom to use their time, talent, and resources to pursue the directions in life that they believed would bring them the most satisfaction, and would benefit their family, friends, fellow man and future generations the most. What's also interesting about this introductory paragraph is this. In this short paragraph, the Founders also describe the purpose of government. And they say this, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. And so in this short sentence, they're basically saying the reason for government's existence is to secure those rights. And then lastly in this introductory paragraph, they give reasons for altering or abolishing a form of government, and they say this, that when any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, that is preserving the self-evident truths that they had already named, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness." And so in this first paragraph, the most important thing of the four we've just looked at are these self-evident truths that we're created equal, that we're endowed by our Creator with unalienable rights, and those rights among many would be life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These are four huge concepts in this first couple of sentences. The reason for the declaration, the self-evident truths, the purpose of government, and the abolishment of government, and the reasons for it. Now as I said before, the middle section, which is the biggest section, is the list of grievances against King George, and there are over a thousand words in this section. There were over 25 abuses that King George III uh, had done over a 10 year period and in the Declaration the colonist made a list uh, and suggested that that list was ample evidence that the Declaration was justified and here are just a few of them. Unfair taxation, cutting off trade, abolishing good and helpful laws, making arbitrary laws himself, creating new government departments with officials that harassed the people depriving colonists of trial by jury, protecting his own officials that were murderers, attempting to establish military rule, hiring mercenaries to harass and kill colonists, capturing and forcing colonists to fight against their fellow colonists or be killed, fostering domestic uprising in the colonies, and disallowing or not hearing any appeals for justice and so those 25 abuses kind of fall into these general 12 categories and they're listed there in this middle section. So the list of grievances is shown there. Now we move to the final section where the declaration is actually stated and this is the statement. We therefore the representatives of the United States of America and General Congress assembled appealing to this Supreme Judge of the world for the restitute of our intentions, do in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states. That's the Declaration Statement. After that statement, the rights of these united sovereign states are listed and they include and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, and establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do." Now notice here that they title the state of Great Britain as what they're dissolving from and then they declared that the free and independent states of the United States have the rights and privileges of states. And so the colonists did not view them dissolving 13 colonies into one national government, but they viewed each of the states as sovereign states on the order of Great Britain, France, and other global states that existed at that time. And so it was literally the United States of America that they were doing, the United Sovereign States that they were making a declaration for. The seventh and last part in the last sentence is what I call the pledges. And this is where they make a pledge to God and they say this, and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, so a pledge uh, to God and seeking His protection, and then a pledge to each other. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. So in July and August of 1776, the signing of the Declaration took place. July 4th, John Hancock signed it. A printed copy was drawn up. It was announced to the people and on August 2nd, uh, the rest of the 56 signers signed the Declaration of Independence to make it official. You can have a better understanding of the Declaration of Independence. You now know more than 90 percent of Americans do about this document by simply reading the first 200 words and the last 200 words. Challenge others to do the same. Don't settle for bland or manipulated history. And then the last concept uh, falls into the third and final category, and that is to understand that the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution work together, and you need to take advantage of watching the short web web seminar on that concept, that these two documents are designed to be interpreted together and can only fully be understood when it's done. As we conclude there are some additional resources you may want to take advantage of after watching the youtube videos on
0: that kind of that's an interesting take uh you know I'm, I'm not a teacher i'm not a tutor i'm not a by any stretch of the imagination a constitutional expert um, i'm self-taught about everything i know uh, for what it's worth but that along with the magna carta i would argue are the the two documents that set forth western culture i mean when you really think about western society Western civilization to go back to the magna carta what 12th 13th 13th century maybe and then um and then the declaration of independence i would encourage you uh between barbecue and beer and ball games to uh over the next three or four days um grab your copy sit down for a second and try to better understand why it is you're blessed with this crazy existence that includes freedoms and liberties that most of the world didn't have prior to i mean think about america prior to the um Prior to the Declaration of Independence, the majority of rights came from where, Rev? A monarch, a king, a dictator, but but along came America. And, um, I mean, Jefferson's fingerprints are obviously all over um, that document, but there were five members of committee commissioned, and out of that came what I would argue is the most liberating human document in history. And we have benefited enormously as Americans as a result of um, those very courageous revolutionaries and I worry about our spinelessness and our, our, our weak neediness. Uh but anyway, we'll get back to that <laughs> we'll get back Save to that. Save that for after vacation. Yeah, we'll we'll do that after <laughs> after vacation. Hey, um we couldn't find one of our top shelf salespeople. So <gasps> oh, we got Flori Cavanaugh oh, to come oh, in here. Uh, this morning. Nah, <laughs> Flory funny. is well you know I had to do that. Yeah. How many jabs did she throw at me oh. while I'm in here? <laughs> you know uh, it. Flory's one of the best salespeople I've ever seen. I mean this sincerely. Oh um and um and really Is devoted to taking care of the customers and making sure this business. Um, continues to strive and prosper and pay its bills. and, um, and, and See,
1: they, we, they look at us through the glass. The salespeople here at the studio, they look at us through the glass. They never come in here and sit in the hot seat. So, Flora, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Flora's
0: full of it out there. I want to say she's full of it in right. here. Uh, yeah. She's
1: full of it out there. It's a little bit different <laughs> well, when you're well, I, got, I got my finger right on the dump button. Yeah, you, here. Better. <laughs> so, <laughs> you better. You better. You right. better. She, she get colorful, That's I'm just right. saying.
0: Mm-hmm. So, we're going to draw six names, right? Yep. These are, these are the six grand prize winners, courtesy... Yep of our good friends at Pepsi of Florence. Yeah, we'll have
1: have six names, and each one of these will get one of the restaurant $50 certificates being provided by Pepsi of Florence. These restaurants are local Florence-area restaurants that serve Pepsi products. And uh, Julia Bell's, Holt Brothers Barbecue... Starfire Grill, Stefano's, Redbone Alley, and Rogers Barbecue are the restaurants. And Florey's is going to draw and tell us the names of six oh, out of our 15 a, qualifiers. I
3: thought you and Ken were writing checks out of your personal No, calendar. not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay.
0: Here's right. number one, right? Yep.
3: Yep. Billy Larimore.
0: Okay. Billy Larimore okay. is one of the six grand prize winners. Um, number two is... Jason
5: powers
0: jason powers okay. is one of our um grand prize winners we had 15 qualifiers that's all we could do we predicted we'd get close to, to yeah, 15 and we right. hit that number all right flory joe tart joe tart grand prize winner number three got a big box here with 15 <laughs> yeah. envelopes in them
5: david rogers
0: david rogers so that's four two to go or was that five, was is that that five? five? that's a four that's four okay <laughs> Making sure we didn't As do too always. many. No. <laughs> um, <laughs>
5: and this is, I think it's Kevin Moran.
0: Kevin Moran. Mm-hmm. There's number five. What do you mean, Pamplico School? And I had it right. He had it wrong. That's why. Thank you, <laughs>
5: And the last but not least is Larry Spivey.
0: Okay, Larry Spivey. So there are five, six, excuse me, six. There's the Pamplico <laughs> There's six grand prize winners there. um You've heard your name if you're listening, if not Mike. You've got the information to reach out and make sure uh because if they're republicans they may be working right now right. and not sitting around doing nothing like democrats do <laughs> thank you flory thank yeah, you very yeah, much anything for else you'd like to say you yeah. have an open mic
5: oh um, yeah call me if you need some any advertising for your business eight four three two zero six four five nine three
0: and i and i and want to assure you and i mean this sincerely i mean we have this kind of inside baseball at the office flory is one of the best salespeople i have ever seen in any walk of life any profession and if you need to have it marketed or branded or be on the radio, um, give her a call. She's full of it, but she's really good <laughs> at what she does. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Thank you, Florida. Right, Thank you very much. We'll take a break. Back in just a minute. Thanks to our sponsor, Pepsi of Florence. Congratulations to the winners. All 15. Six of you got a little nicer gifts than the other than the other nine did, but uh, a lot of fun. Hope you had some fun along with it. It was very unchoreographed. We had no production meeting in relation. I sent some emails. Rev sent some emails. Uh, Mike put some what is it called hot keys in place. He produced the, and off the we went, and, and it's uh it probably sounded like <laughs> it was not incredibly <laughs> but thank well you rehearsed. To Pepsi of Florence. Yeah, thanks much. to Pepsi of Florence. Thanks to the Freehold for putting up with us in this um, extracurricular edition of uh, of Wake Up Carolina. Do want to remind you that beginning uh, Monday we'll have the best we could do of Wake Up Carolina over the air from six until nine. Uh, we're going off on vacation. I'm saying I'm going off on vacation for a week with my family. Uh, Rev will do his thing. Frio will do his thing. You guys will do your thing. Um, but we will not be live and live in color until the following, I guess that'll be the 11th, uh, June, July, the 11th is when we'll be back. um live on the air. I'm sure we'll have something to complain about, to fuss about, to whine about, to, um, to be divisive about, to be controversial about, to be provocative About, But we appreciate you more than you know. Um, This isn't building truck beds. This isn't coal mining. This isn't construction work. But it's mentally grinding. I mean, it really is. When you read as much as I do about the issues of our day politically, it wears you out. And um, and I can tell you this. The week away will be very refreshing and rejuvenating. Um, There's something about, I think Ken Richardson said it over the airways when he was running for Congress. You know, it's hard to goof the beach up. And, uh, that there, you know, we're, uh, privileged to live near an ocean and there's something about water, six of us together yesterday, everybody's going somewhere near water, whether it's a lake or a river or the ocean, there's something about water that attracts people when they want to relax and kind of get away. So I'm no different than that, but thank you. And I mean that sincerely. Thank you to our listenership. Thank you to the folks who listened today and called in and participated. Thanks to Pepsi of Florence. Um, if we're no better the eleventh than we were in the first six months, it's our fault because we're going off to get rejuvenated and refreshed and hope we come back uh, better than ever. I probably won't, but we're <laughs> intending to come back, <laughs> but rejuvenated and relaxed anyway. Yeah, rejuvenated, relaxed, and very average. That's what we'll be when we get <laughs> and very much the same when, when we get back. But uh, but but seriously, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who allows us to be a part of your morning however long that may be. Enjoy the four. Happy Independence Day.